Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Ahead on the Believe in Steelers show, we'll tell you the best landing spots for wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins. We answer a listener question during our What Yins Think segment. Good morning, I'm Mark Bergen, joined as always by my guy, two-time Super Bowl champion in Pittsburgh, Steelers scout, number 24, Ike Taylor. IT, it is good to see you this morning. I hope you are well. It's been too many moons since I've seen your face. Oh, man, good to see you too. Mark just got uh, just got off the sand pit with Ivan and a few of his teammates working out this morning. But uh, we got a short and sweet podcast we're talking about today, so I can't wait to get into it. Ike, I'm glad to see that you live to tell the tale because I know the sand pit is no joke. Hey, Mark, bro, I'm talking about, you know, it works muscles that, one, you forgot you had, two, that you didn't even know you had, one or <laughs> other. <laughs> For real. It's the great equalizer, but I, we're going to start out with the news that the Steelers have signed outside linebacker Marcus Golden. And I'm fired up this morning, Ike, because this guy went to my alma mater. He's a Mizzou guy. And Marcus Golden, back in the 2014 season, when your guy was an undergrad at the University of Missouri, he was one of my favorite players to watch on the Missouri Tigers team. I'll tell you more about him during his college days, but has experience with the Cardinals, experience with the Giants. And this was one thing, it was a criticism I had, but the wrath of Khan continues. Omar Khan and the Steelers getting edge-rushing depth behind TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith. Yet another hole addressed this offseason, Ike. And I think this is a very solid addition for the Pittsburgh Steelers. 6'3", 260, coming from a zoo. Just got him uh, from Arizona. Marcus Golden. I mean, Mark. I mean, let's, 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 let's be for real. I, uh, you, since the time we've been on this show, I've never seen Pittsburgh being this aggressive in the offseason, ever. And that says a lot about the wrath of, you know, like you say, um, Omar Khan, a.k.a. the Khan artist, he's trying to do this thing right now. And just, and just seeing how Omar is moving, Mark, it's like he's trying to get that locker room to where it used to be uh, when I played. Aggressive, um, violent on defense, depth on defense, competitive, and we was winning Super Bowls at the time. And I know Omar has two, um, but Omar doesn't have two as a GM. But God damn it, Mark, he showed trying to get it. And he's stating his case um, just off of the move he's making, the moves he's making, Mark. So Omar, in my mind, and this is just my personal opinion, Oh, on a mission. He on a mission. And you know for Pittsburgh, getting to the playoffs ain't, ain't good enough. He on a mission to get to a Super Bowl and to win it. So we shall see towards the end of the season. I've always said I had a good feeling um, from the beginning of the offseason leading to the draft and after the draft. But, you know, the draft just still continues, Mark. It's just like once, oh, do something, you, be, you know what? You'd be like, you know what? He going to chill. Then he wind up doing something else. You'd be like, all right, he didn't did enough. Then he wound up doing something else. You'd be mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, he on a mission for real. So time will tell him we'll see the final result, result, Mark. But at the same time, man, oh, oh, on a mission. And him signing Marcus going, that's just letting you know, man, like he just remembers back in the day how competitive, whether you was three or four in the depth chart, it still was competitive. And the next man always been up. Yeah, I can pull up his stats right now for our viewers to see this. So you can see his statistical production 
time in Arizona, time in New York. He's actually had two stints in Arizona, but it was the edge rushing depth that was a true concern of mine, Ike, because I like what I've seen from TJ Waddy, you know, tied Michael Strahan single season sack record. Then Alex Highsmith, I thought, played almost at a Pro Bowl level a season ago, and he's entering a contract season. So you like both of those players off the edge for Pittsburgh, but it was the depth that was a concern of mine. Now, having said all of this too, I think they'll likely get Golden on a good contract because there's a lot of good edge rushers, edge rushers still available in free agency. I'm talking about Yannick Ngankwe, Jadavion Clowney, Leonard Floyd, Melvin Ingram, Frank Clark. There's a lot of players out there. If Omar Khan says, okay, Marcus Golden's going to be the guy, he's going to be the one to help fill this void to make sure that we have the proper depth to keep TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith fresh and not miss a beat when that other player's on the field. I have all the, all the confidence in the world that Marcus Golden's going to be able to fulfill this role for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, we'll see what Mark's going to do. Uh, Mark is a savvy veteran. He's been in the league for a long time. He knows what it is to be a professional. He's been productive, consistently productive over the course of his career, Mark. So um, O know what he's doing, but O looking for a certain style of guy. He's looking for a guy who can come in, fit that locker room, and be a Pittsburgh Steeler. If his name, if his number is called up, he's going to come in and contribute. And if you just look at statistically what Mark Marcus have done over the course of his career, Marcus Golden I'm talking about, he just been Mr. Consistent. And like you said, you can't get enough of two things when it comes down to the defense. You can't get enough guys in the secondary who can cover, and you can't get enough guys who can come off the edge and get to the quarterback. Cause that's that's the way that's that's the way the, the the NFL is going. You know, so you know you gotta look at it like your third best rusher gotta be like a nickel in the secondary. It gotta be a guy mm-hmm. who um, to somewhat come in as a starter if somebody goes down and be productive. So I just made that up. I hope it sounded right. <laughs> no, it did. It did. I, we will take a quick break and I'll, we'll finish up about Marcus Golden in just a second. But today's Believe in Steelers show is brought to you by betonline.ag. We're into the NBA finals, the Stanley Cup finals. If you want to place a bet on any of the sports action, betonline.ag is the place to do it. Yeah, make sure y'all go to betonline.ag um, regardless on what sport it is right now. It's the playoff time, finals time between, like Mark said, the NHL and the NBA finals. So make sure y'all go to betonline.ag. They open 24-7, seven days a week. And you can see the promo code on your screen right now. That's B-L-E-A-V. Believe you receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Ike, really quickly, when I was a senior at the University of Missouri in 2014, the year before Missouri had gone to the SEC championship game down in Atlanta, they start the 2014 season three and zero. it's family weekend. Missouri's hosting Indiana and Marcus Golden didn't play. He had a hamstring injury. Long story short, family weekend was ruined because the Indiana Hoosiers came into Columbia, Missouri and upset my alma mater. And it was because Golden didn't play. He didn't miss a game for the rest of the season. Missouri only lost two games, got back to the SEC title game that year too. So early on in the season, it was like, wow, my hopes and dreams for what was a magnificent season the year before, we're not going to get back to Atlanta to compete for a conference championship. But he was a big part of that. Uh, he teamed with Shane Ray uh, out of Mizzou all those years ago. So I'm going to be very, very biased. I love my Mizzou guys, Ike. But I think this is going to be a perfect role for him. I just hope he doesn't get upset because TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith are awfully good. They're a great duo. But when you need to keep them fresh, when you need to keep them off the field for a play, a series, a third down, I think Golden's going to be able to come in there and you're not going to miss a beat. So I just hope there's enough snaps to go around. But at the age of 32 at this point in his career, 
when the Steelers are going to be able to count on him. As long as he doesn't get disgruntled with his role, Ike, uh, I really like this signing. And again, I'm going to stump for my Mizzou games all day long. There's really no need for Marcus to get upset, to be honest. I mm-hmm. think Pittsburgh, I think Pittsburgh, oh, what Pittsburgh is getting back to is just telling guys when they get them, this is going to be your role. You know, if you, and I, and I feel like, you know, we got the best duo when it comes down to edge rushing. So um, you just coming in and contribute and, and, and hopefully helping us hoist on Lombardi or two. So uh, it's, it's, it's one thing I know about Coach T, he's going to tell you what it is, what he, what he wants you to do from the dope. Now, you can come in and be like, you know what, I'm going to try to start, but you ain't starting over, you know, Smith and TJ Watt. That's just not going to happen, I know. So that, that that's just, you're going to come down, you're going to come in, you're going to be, you know, hopefully you can work your way up or going to be the third the third outside linebacker coming in and making plays and, and getting rushes. And, you know, just look at how Smitty just came along when TJ Watt got hurt. Like, TJ, TJ is contagious. And what I mean by TJ is contagious is his work ethic, off the field and see what he does on the field. When TJ plays, it's a high percentage that the Pittsburgh still wins. When TJ is yep. not on the field, it's a it's a it's a high percentage that Pittsburgh's not going to win. So TJ is a key factor, whether it's on the offense or defensive side for the Pittsburgh Steelers right now until somebody else, you know, step into play and it and it and it changes the realm on how you look at Pittsburgh. So, you know, being disgruntled, he just gotta be patient. And mm-hmm. he's been patient all his life. But Coming in and thinking you're going to be Smitty and TJ, man, that's hard. That's that's the two best duels in my mind. That's the two best duels. Just understand, you know, you're going to play, and that's what you know. Uh, Marcus, uh, I guess that's what they told. Him. And I'm just guessing. You're going to play. Yeah. We just don't know how many snaps you're going to play in each game. Some games you might get more than others. Um, as you know, TJ doesn't play every down in every game. You know, Smith, you're gonna you're gonna wind up coming in giving Smitty a break. So regardless of how you look at it, let's just say you play 15 snaps a game. You got 15 opportunities to get to the quarterback, especially if it's situational football. So he gonna get he he gonna get he gonna get plenty of snaps to make his play. So I wouldn't say disgruntled. I wouldn't want him to come in or trying to be disgruntled. He's gonna get between the two guys. He's gonna give he's gonna give them guys rest and give them breaks, and he's gonna have opportunity to get to the quarterback as well, Mark. Yeah, I can don't forget the Steelers brought in Bud Dupree this offseason for a visit, uh, considering bringing back the former Steelers player. Uh, he ended up going to Atlanta, but then again, the depth. You had Nick Herberg in the draft. You also have Quincy Roach. Last season, the Steelers traded for Malik Reed. He's no longer on the team. So again, it was that depth that I was looking for. And again, going back to the Wrath of Khan, what has been a very impressive offseason for the Steelers. Uh, Ike, we will move on. Kenny Pickett had his SUV briefly stolen during a radio interview. His playbook was inside, too. Uh, What I wanted to ask you is, like, has anything like this happened to you from when you were a player? The Both the playbook and the SUV were returned, and I know that charges were filed against whoever ended up doing it. But do you have experience of anything of this nature? Because it's just like I read this headline. It was like, the, the SUV was only gone for like 30 minutes. Yeah, I haven't had of that magnitude, no. Um, but they found it. They got it back. They found exactly who it was. So uh, that's what Pittsburgh took. When, when Kenny Pickett calls uh, 911 or when he calls the Pittsburgh still and say my SUV got stolen and I had a playbook in it, okay, what kind of SUV you got? I got this kind of SUV. 
up 30 minutes later, we got it right back. That's just what it's going to be. It's like an all-out man, man hunt, man search for the city of Pittsburgh. <laughs> and you don't, you don't take, you don't take the city of Pittsburgh. You don't take nobody car anyway. Period. That's just, yeah. you know, when it comes down to stealing the carjacking, I think that's reckless. It's consequences for that because people work hard to get to where they at, and they made decisions you didn't make uh, when you were younger, or just they just made better decisions and they was consistent over a long period of time. But when you take KPs, the Pittsburghs to the quarterback. Not only SUV, but you take his playbook, it's going to be some consequences and they're going to get that thing back as fast as possible. And that's exactly what they did. That's like taking the president um, watch. <laughs> that's not going to work in the city of Pittsburgh. They're going to shut everything down in the city of Pittsburgh. People call off of work in Pittsburgh just to get that man <laughs> SUV and, his, uh, and that playbook back. You know, people get... Hey, how people feel about the Pittsburgh still a quarterback, especially the franchise quarterback. Man, it's, it's more than just the police. Yeah. It, it's, it's the whole city looking for you. So they got it back ASAP too as well. Like uh, taking this out of this specific instance, how secretive are teams with playbooks? Man, that's the Bible. I mean, I don't, don't want to put in comparison with the Bible, but that's how valuable the playbook is to uh, – to a team you know that's 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 my that's that's uh that's the formula that's the ingredient you know when you when you take somebody playbook you're taking uh you're taking the bible away from them. you're taking a lot you're taking you're taking a lot of money just think about it like that when you take somebody playbook you're taking a lot of money away from them and the reason why i say you're taking a lot of money away from them is you know that's that's all we can do so our playbook is the Bible, uh, in a sense, when it comes down in the football world. You know, that's something you want to, that's something you want to critique. That's something you want to be perfect at. You want to strive uh, for perfection when it comes down to that playbook. You're putting your body through all the physical uh, torture that you need to go through the season, but none of that matters if you don't know that playbook. If you can't pick up that playbook. If you can't get that playbook down packed, especially at the quarterback position, you know, that's the hardest position other than quarterback, you know, secondary guys. But that quarterback, that's the hardest position, I I think, in my mind, on the field. So you take that playbook away from a man, you're just taking a lot away from him. You're taking away the whole organization. So um, I'd rather, even though they got both back, I'd rather them steal the car. We can easily get a car. But it's hard. But it's, it's, wow. it's, it's, it's torch to have that playbook out floating around. You know, so now there's no competitive edge. You know, it's just mm -hmm. like you having a black book, Mark, or you having a diary. That's mm -hmm. for you. That's only for you. Um, somebody get a hold of your di diary or your black book, man, that's like secrets nobody never knew or, or stuff you don't want nobody to know. You know, so that's that's how I look at it with that playbook. Take the car, get the car back. That playbook, man, it's hard. It, it, took, it took years to create that playbook. Um, it's a reason why you can't pay to get a playbook from the NFL player. That's, that, that's, just, mm -hmm. a, that's just a golden rule. You can get another car. Um, Kenny got the money for it. But for that whole organization, you can't pay to, to, to get a book like that back. I know during HBO's Hard Knocks, that's always part of it, where it's like when they're making the player cuts, they'll be like, you know, coach wants to see you, the GM wants to see you, and bring your playbook as well. Yeah, and uh, you just know how special that that is. That's an amazing line that you'd rather get the playbook back than the car itself. 
I don't know of any other professions unless you had like a computer with like, I don't know, like proprietary technology or something like that in it to where that would be the case where it's like, hey, we'd rather have this documentation than the car itself. Pretty, pretty incredible stuff, Ike. Yeah, I'm glad I got it back, Mark. Yeah, amen. Let's go to what Yins think. This is where our listeners and viewers can ask us questions, Ike. And um, let's see if I can bring this on the screen here. Chess Pete's writes, Uncle Ike, which editions or addition was majority a result of your hard work to get him here. And Ike, I think he's asking about your scouting responsibilities this off season. Oh man. Um, I always wanted to be a scout, uh, chess piece. So, uh, Omar, Omar stuck to his word. Omar liked what I was doing. Um, while I was playing, I was active in the scout department. Um, not as official, but unofficial. I always wanted to go in see how they thought. Um, see how the transition was was going to be. I always thought I had a good eye when it came down to guys uh, from college getting drafted to the NFL. I always, I always thought that. It's just O gave me an opportunity to hone into my skills and teach me how the Pittsburgh Steelers like to do it. So, um, I mean, for me, this is not a job. Scouting is not a job. I love doing this. So, I won two, been to three as a player. I would love to win one just working in the front office. So, um, just keeping me busy, not only that, just adding on something to my resume, always challenging myself, uh, always um, being un- getting comfortable in uncomfortable situations. Um, I pride myself on doing that, but this is something I always wanted to do, chess piece. So I'm just glad and fortunate that Omar, you know, wound up hiring me in, in, in a Runes and Coach T, uh, just liking my style and the way I present and, and me coming into that front office room and just put my two cents in. Yeah. And I think it's a collaborative effort. I, cause I look at, okay, at least in the, from the draft standpoint, the two corners, the Steelers bring in and Joey Porter jr. Corey Trice jr. As well. Uh, I think it's a collaborative effort. And the way you answer that question, I think speaks volumes about you, Ike, but listen, I'll carry the, the boom box down the Ike Taylor parade. I know that you were a big part of those contributions and bringing those players to the Pittsburgh Steelers. I know you played a role in that. Yeah. I mean, when it came down to a position, that was my position, the secondary guys, that mm-hmm. was my number one position. Now, uh, little Colbert, uh, Dan Colbert, he, he, he's, he's in, he's on top of me, meaning he's, I got to go to him when it comes down to things he wants me to do. So he gave me a little bit more. Um, so I just respected that. The more he gave me, the better I felt that they felt I was getting comfortable and they was trusting my my reads, my summary. So that's how I felt towards that. So yeah, this ain't this ain't this ain't work for me. When it comes down to scouting mark, uh, this ain't work for me. You and I, before they officially made me a scout and, and working in the front office, we was doing our own little drafts and we was hitting. We was hitting. We was hitting. So everybody just pay attention. If y'all wanna go back three years ago. On Mark and I, when it came down to every position, the top five positions, and we having our own mock drafts, we didn't miss out on too many. So, but yeah, yeah this, this 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 ain't this ain't work for me. This this something. I mean, just like you and I on this on this podcast. Yeah, this yeah, we would be doing this even if we weren't getting paid, Ike. <laughs> yeah, this ain't this ain't even though we're gonna get this payday, but this ain't this ain't this ain't work for us. Just like well, Scott, this not work. Well, when we first started this show, Ike, when it was audio only, it'd be like if I could afford a, a box of pizza after a month's work that was good and it's like we're continuing to build and build and build you always tell me rome wasn't built in a day yeah that's that, 
trust the process. Trust the process. That's all. So we, we got things going. We've been doing it for a while, so that says a good thing. What's going on year four? Yeah. Yeah. I just want to thank Chess Piece for his question as well. It was uh, I go through all the comments, and if, if you have questions for both Ike and I, we'll use the best ones. We love bringing in listener comments during our What Yins Thanks segment. So thank you to Chess Piece for his question. And if you have other questions for us throughout the offseason, trust me, we're going to need topics. Feel free to send those our way on YouTube. Ike, our final segment of the show, DeAndre Hopkins, one of the best receivers in the league is a free agent. So my question for you is former NFL DB, someone who played 12 years in the NFL, where do you think the best landing spot for the star receiver would be? I was thinking Dallas. I was thinking Dallas, but the reason why I'm thinking Dallas, like he, he like, I, I think Dallas would be a good fit for him. Um, I mean, I know he can go to KC, he can go to Buffalo, he can go to really any contender that he want to. Um, and for right now, DeAndre Hopkins, I don't think it's about the money. I think the man really want to win a ring. So I think he want to be a, a, a big piece to that. One of the big pieces is Dallas, you know. Um, he can go to Philly. Really, he can go any way he want to. But I just think DeAndre Hopkins, um, his competitive attitude, he won't go like to where he say, okay, this, this team is on the verge and the verge might be outside looking in instead of, you know, I know Philly gonna be. In, I know Philly gonna be in the talks. I know Buffalo gonna be in the talks. I know KC gonna always be in the talks on on host, hoisting Lombardis. But man, what's a, what's a squad I like? What's a young good squad? And the young good squad right now is the Dallas Cowboys. If you look at it, uh, you see what they're doing on defense. Their defense is is, is locking in. They getting some pieces together. They draft well. You can say what you want to say about Jerry Jones, but one one thing Jerry Jones do well is he draft. He's a hell of a GM when it comes down to the draft. So you're looking at the missing pieces or some kind of depth. Um, I know you pick up Brandon Cooks. You got CD. You got Gallup. Um, you get that fourth receiver and, and, and DeAndre Hopkins. Now you got a hell of a mix, you know, because um, you did lose your tight end. So, of course, I lost my tight end. So if I lose a tight end, man, I gain a receiver. What, what better way to give um, a guy like Dak Prescott a receiver like DeAndre Hawkins, he's always open. I mean, even when he got two or three mm-hmm. guys on him. So if you want to talk about opening up the playbook for CeeDee Lamb, letting him work the slot when DeAndre come in, um, hopefully Michael Gallup can, can 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 stay healthy throughout the game. And we just all know what Brandon Cooks do. Brandon Cooks low-key been the most consistent receiver in the league when it comes down to 1,000 yards every year and him getting behind the defense. So it just depends on what the offensive coordinator, Sean Hammond, what, what he want to do and if he want to. But I would say Dallas, but, you know, DeAndre just got so many options right now. It's good to have options. They say if two teams fighting for you, you got action. And I'm sure it's more than two teams that oh, yeah. wouldn't mind having DeAndre Hopkins. Don't forget from the defensive standpoint with the Cowboys as well, like Dan Quinn will remain the defensive coordinator there. And this comes during the offseason when he had interest from other teams to become their head coach. He's the former head coach of the Atlanta Falcons and a great defensive mind. So when I see what Micah Parsons is doing, I know that there's not going to be a drop-off because there's that continuity and that Quinn will remain the team's defensive coordinator in the 2023 season. He could have left. Yep. Coach Quinn could have left. But he, he he looking at he looking at the old 
Coach Quinn looking at the old Seattle Seahawks. He's looking at what he had with the Seattle. And he's it. I mean, Micah, I mean, my, I keep saying this. Um, I said this about Joe Burrow. I said Joe Burrow will get, will get paid $60 million a year. And we shall see what he get paid before training camp. Michael Parson will be the highest paid defensive player ever until somebody else beat whatever he gets. And that's just how I feel. And he 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 deserves every penny that he get. He just them them guys like him, they don't come around too often. When you see him, you gotta acknowledge it. When you see greatness, you just gotta acknowledge it. And the young man is great and he don't even he ain't even tap into his potential. That's the crazy part about it. So Quinn ain't going nowhere. Quinn ain't going nowhere. When you got a guy like Michael Parson who understands what it is to be a professional in the offseason, not being lazy, working hard, always saying how he can get better, uh, looking at guys in college still because he's still young, looking at guys on who he thinks that can help their defense, and y'all wind up drafting somebody he like. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, man. Then when you look at the linebacker position, inside linebacker position, <clears throat> you lock in on that and you draft, and then when you look at the secondary, you know, you got your one-two punch you're looking for with Diggs and Gilmore. So I mean, he, Coach Quinn, just looking at it like I didn't seen this before. I'm just, I'm just missing the piece. I don't know what piece I'm missing. I'll figure that out. But that defense ain't gonna be the issue. So now it's just gonna be on uh, the Dallas, the Dallas Cowboys offense. And what I mean by that is what Dallas do have to do on defense, they gotta control the run game because it's gonna be hard to pass on them. But they need to control the run game. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Ike, given that this is a Steelers show, I think we've talked enough about the Cowboys, a few other landing spots for D-Hop. You know I'm going to go here and I say Kansas City, but reason being you free up Travis Kelsey so you can't bracket him at the tight end position. You pair him with Kadarius Toney, uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Remember, Juju Smith-Schuster is now a member of the New England Patriots, so there's a void there, and we know what Patrick Mahomes can do with the star receiver with what he did pairing a few years back with Tyree kill. So I think the chiefs would, would potentially be a fit. Uh, the bills would be interesting too, because Stefan Diggs and Deandre Hopkins would be an absolutely horrifying tandem. And I think they would be up there with the best receiver duos. I would put them in the same mix as Tyree kill and Jalen Waddle down in Miami. So two other spots, Kansas city and Buffalo. Yeah. I mean, he got options. He definitely, he definitely got options. Like I said, I don't think it's the money for D-Hop right now. D-Hop ain't tripping on the money. I think that's, that might be the third thing he's looking um, for when it comes down to a list. The first thing is the team is a team in an OC and a quarterback. You know, who, who's, the, who's the head coach? Who's the quarterback? Then we'll talk about the money. Yeah, I can. One other thing, too, with Buffalo. Right now, only $1.5 million in salary cap space. Surely the bills would need to free up a lot of salary cap space, but you've taught me this. It's more manipulating the cap and playing around with it than it is a true deterrent. You've taught me that in the years that we've done here, uh, the believe in Steelers show in terms of how front offices operate to free up money, to be able to make acquisitions, go after star players. Yeah, that salary cap, that salary cap is for us to talk about for them owners, <laughs> for them billionaires, man, they can shift, they can move that thing. They can move that line how they want to. It's just like yeah. having a stop. It's like having a mobile stop sign. If I want a stop sign to stop a hundred yards down the down the line, that's what I'm gonna do when I'm a billionaire. If I want a stop sign to stop when you pull up, that's exactly what it's gonna do. So they got the luxury, they got the options to move that that cap how they want to move it. 
Ike, I want to say you're the absolute best. I want to thank you, uh, today's presenting sponsor, betonline.ag. Uh, I want to thank the Believe Network. Check out all the great shows and content that the network produces. And I want to thank the listeners and the viewers for taking time out of their day to, to give us their time. I hope everyone had a great holiday weekend. Yeah, I want to appreciate you, Mark. I want to appreciate Believe and Steelers podcast. Man, please give a huge shout out to betonline.ag for rocking with us since day one. Uh, make sure y'all subscribe to our YouTube. Give us a five-piece all day, every day on Apple Podcasts. want to thank everybody for tuning in and just watching Mark and I each and every day, every time we post. Appreciate y'all love. For Ike Taylor, I'm Mark Bergen. Thanks for watching the Believe in Steelers show. We'll see you next time. Until then, take care. So long, everybody. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.